Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I'm honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 13 of season 2 of This Osteopathic Life. Today, I'd like to talk with you about neutral. And this is a word and a concept that has many meanings, many places in osteopathic medicine. And I'd like to first share with you how this came up for me today. As I mentioned in the last episode and a few before that, I've been working in the coaching realm and we consider it in the life coaching realm or the peer coaching realm or physician coaching realm. And it's been really fascinating to me to see the concepts of coaching really echo osteopathic medicine and the tenets as I see and hear them and as I see them implemented and as I reflect on how I've used them in the treatment of my patients and in the understanding of concepts across all systems in parts of the world when I think about health. And as I approached my own coaching session tonight with my fantastic osteopathic physician coach, Dr. Jess Schaefer, we were reviewing what type of feeling I might need to have to generate particular actions to gain the result I had outlined for myself. And it was quite interesting to me how the conversation evolved as I began and from the thoughts I was having around a particular circumstance, one feeling I described was kind of a nothingness or a numbness or an absence really of feeling. And we can consider feelings as positive or negative or whatever influence they might have. And this is one that perhaps I wouldn't choose. And all feelings can have a place and have a space in our awareness to recognize them, to acknowledge them, to understand what they feel like, and then decide if we want to choose to keep them. And if not, find the thoughts we might need to select, find, identify with, resonate with a certain feeling. And I would say that the feeling of numb or nothing, you know, absence of feeling, it felt hollow. If you think about describing it in your body, maybe even a little heavy, which might be the opposite of hollow, but just this lack of light or lift or buoyancy. And as we moved through the discussion and examined different concepts, when asked how I would want to feel, my response was neutral. And it's interesting as we're provided with a feelings sheet, a list of words, which for me is quite helpful. 
Because for all the words that I know and love and use, feeling words are not as common in my vernacular. And so these sheets have been useful for me. But neutral isn't one that comes up much. And when I first said it, I thought maybe that's not very far from where we began. You know, I said numb or nothing. But then as I looked at it, you know, I wrote it down and looked at the word and thought about neutral and what it means to me in the practice of medicine and the honoring of health and the examination of life through an osteopathic lens. I thought, no, like neutral is everything. You know, it's it's all the potential. It's so potent. It's so possible. It's so whole. It is the health. And I just stopped and marveled at it for a moment. I was so fascinated to see that through this relatively laborious and convoluted discussion, neutral came out as the solution, the hope, the target, the possibility, the growth, the place where I could go to feel ease and to get that sense of light and buoyancy and lift. And even just considering the word, begin to feel a shift in the capacity for health and shifting a thought and having a new solution. And it was really a powerful experience for me. And as we discussed the different ways, you know, we see neutrality in play, in coaching, in practice, in examination, you know, thinking back to those earliest days of osteopathic education and looking at neutral in terms of laws of mechanics, you know, and looking at what it means to have a neutral dysfunction where side bending and rotation move to the opposite side. And thinking about, just from that perspective, mechanically, how often does that present in patients? And even reflecting on, you know, mentally recent charts from patients or even treating my son today and seeing how things presented in his body. And there wasn't a lot of neutral in my recollection and in my memory. And then as I thought more about my experience with biodynamics and the particular field of osteopathic medicine and the approach to treatment and the huge focus on neutral, it was really interesting to me to think that that's where we begin and that's where we can really see the treatment happen. And yet in early phases of the course, we spend so much time talking about it and maybe seeking it initially as we do in those early phases of learning. And then when you experience it, you know, feeling that true deep sense of rest, but a very lively and present and full and active rest, if you can consider that. You know, where all that's happening in the body is doing so freely and in a balanced way and without tension, 
and without necessarily intention. And it's allowed to be and be observed, perhaps gently, through the palpation of the physician, but also not forced, not examined. And just being in that space of neutral, both as the patient and as a physician, and seeing where that neutral can expand you know, into the whole, through the whole person and beyond. And then seeing where neutral can be interrupted. You know, what forces and stressors in common life, particularly in this time, can really interrupt and make it hard to reach neutral, to see neutral, to observe it, to allow it to have its fullest potency. And my coach in wrap up, kind of in a summation of our visit, sent me back this picture after I told her a story about when my husband and I were driving from Michigan to Maine and traveled through Canada back during my final year of medical school when we were touring for potential residencies as we crossed the border back into the United States, you know, we'd gone into Canada and it was a very mild entry into Canada. And then it was a relatively aggressive return across the border into the United States. And there was you know, a big sign and the border patrol came out and was kind of aggressive. And it was like, put your car in park. And we had a stick shift and my husband was panicking and just put his head out the window and said, there is no park. I only have neutral. And of course, there was a parking brake in a manual transmission car. But it was just so fascinating because what do you do? You know, and we, we just had neutral. But that statement of just, right, and how often we use that word. And if we just had neutral, we have so much in the possibility and in our state of being and in our capacity for wellness and wholeness and health. And neutral is where you have to begin. You know, and the summation my coach sent me was a simple diagram from a WikiHow page noting that how to drive, you know, a manual transmission car, one of the steps in turning the car on is to make sure the car is in neutral. Before you can start the car, you will need to ensure that the car is in neutral and the car is in neutral when the gear shift is in the neutral position or the clutch is fully depressed. And such an interesting thought that to begin, you know, to start the ignition, the car must be in neutral. And if you've driven a manual transmission car, you also have to ease into it, right? To begin to move forward it can't be forced. You can't just let the clutch out or the car will jerk and it will stall. And if you're driving and you're too aggressive or you're not patient or you're heavy-footed with the clutch, the same thing will happen. And so that use of neutral as a starting point and the easing in for movement forward are so key 
right, in the movement of the car and in the engagement with treatment and in the process of observing the health and bringing any element of intention toward the treatment. This word and this thought and this concept came up for me also after a conversation with osteopathic physicians on treat and technique and practice, excuse me, earlier this afternoon. And speaking with everyone as they've begun the work of reopening their practices in all of the details that go along with it that weren't there before. You know, the process of seeing patients in a practice focused on osteopathic manipulative medicine and treating to the health and with the health and for the health and acknowledging the health and reminding the patient of the health in general is a relatively low key process. You know, the equipment needed is quite minimal, a table mostly, maybe a few props, pillows to make the patient more comfortable. You know, whatever method of documentation you might use, your computer or a dictaphone or a paper chart, some still have. And in some cases, the physicians don't have staff. You know, they are a one-person show, rooming the patients, scheduling the patients, billing the patients. To now make this shift and have to add all kinds of procedures and protocols and equipment all appropriate and necessary for the safety of the physician and of the patients adds more layers. You know, it can be perceived as barriers to treatment. It can certainly lengthen the amount of time needed between patients for effective sanitation purposes. And the constant thought process of what do I do next? Am I managing this appropriately? Did I do enough? I'm screening this patient. And then just the engagement, the relationship changes. You know, there's been a delay in seeing patients. We're doing intakes via video. They're coming into an office that's been void of all comfort measures. You know, even chairs have been eliminated for the purpose of not having cross-contamination. And treatments can still be fantastic and powerful and truly dedicated to the health, but everything's just a little bit different. And when we lack any sense of familiarity, you know, it can be really tiring because our brain is struggling to put it into context, you know, to file it against anything familiar and navigating all that new information and the new processes along with the stress that is our own as the physicians that we perceive in our patients who are also experiencing all these new and unique and challenging situations, it can be tremendously exhausting. And where treatment was perhaps restorative, even for the physicians, you know, that engagement with the health could really improve vitality to both the physician and the patient isn't there or it's hard to see or it's buried beneath those layers of equipment and gowning and masking and shielding and goggles and gloves and cleaners 
and air purifiers in steps. And again, even when necessary, can still prove quite challenging. And thinking about what it could mean to hear that exhaustion and acknowledge it and not necessarily need to skip over it. You know, if the feeling is exhaustion, sitting with it, listening for how it feels in the body, in the mind of the spirit, how it is for us ourselves, how we perceive it and observe it in our patients, how it manifests in the collective, in the community, in what places it's exacerbated and enhanced and magnified, and in what spaces it's allowed to be, but also to be transient, to move through, not to be stuck and growing and swelling, but to be, to be seen and to be acknowledged and potentially to be transformed. And what can we do with that energy, that energetic force, that sense that we have, and how can we manifest it in a way that still honors the health? Because there can still be exhaustion in the health. If we're seeing the health as wholeness, there's space for all of the emotions, of the feelings, of the ways of being. And just as I mentioned in one of the earliest episodes regarding the images become the icon of this osteopathic life, where the truest experience of osteopathy, of osteopathic medicine, of the practice of osteopathic manipulative treatment is to be with the patient and who they are and how they are with no expectation, with no sense of it must do this to be successful. You know, the treatment end result must be X. But instead, to just see, see the whole, all parts included, and accept that maybe no change will happen or massive change will happen and all is okay. And as I pulled up just the basic definition of neutral, It was very interesting to me because the first one that came up was not helping or supporting either side in a conflict, disagreement, impartial. And as I've shared with you before, oftentimes patients come in and they have a complaint and they want an answer and they often will say something to the effect of, I'm here for you to fix this. I want you to fix this. You know, I want this to be better. I want this to be all gone. And oftentimes I have to say to them, perhaps to their disappointment, you know, that's not how this works. I don't fix anything. But I can follow it up with the hopefully well-received and encouraging statement, thought of, you have 100% capacity, you know, to achieve your best health. And perhaps the patient returns and things have improved and they will credit you know me or the treatment and I have to remind them you know that it was them in their inherent capacity and whatever contribution 
you know, that engagement had was in the health and in the wholeness. And the idea of not helping or supporting either side goes back again to that picture and that concept of you're not being for or against or seeing the resolution or the elimination of disease. And again, we want, of course, for our patients to be well and fully experience the greatest expression of their health, but also accepting them how they are, as they are in that moment, as totally worthy and capable and allowing for any outcome and getting too neutral and seeing how that might feel for them, for us. And the second definition was a disengaged position of gears in which the engine is disconnected from the driven parts. It's so interesting because in that sentence, or that partial sentence, there are some words that when I glance at them and I see them on the page, make me feel uncomfortable, disengaged, disconnected. Those seem like, quote unquote, bad words. You know, I'm all about connection and engagement. And I think about that in the body and with my patients and in community and in my family. You know, you, those are the things you want, engagement and connection. But if I also want neutral, and if neutral can be defined as a disengaged position of gears in which the engine is disconnected from the driven parts, what can I see in that concept? And seeing in that moment, you know, with that clutch depressed or the gear shift moved into its neutral position. And that's very true, right? The engine is disconnected from the driven parts in that moment. And while nothing is happening in that moment, if we think about just that split second, yet the potential for everything is there. And just as we talked about boundaries last week, that space and that interface and that split second is really such a powerful exchange and opportunity and moment. And I think of it as the biggest breath, you know, where everything is inhaled and expanded and full. And the idea of disengagement, just like neutral didn't mean numb or the nothing or the apathy that I felt at the beginning of my coaching session, it meant everything. You know, it meant that possibility And if you think about the engagement of gears, you know, it seems a little bit divisive. Whereas that disengagement is such a free space. You know, there's no potential for the grind or for that misstep or things to stall out. There's just ultimate potential. And the idea of being disconnected here, the engine is disconnected from the driven parts. I think this is a powerful way to communicate perhaps what I've been saying to patients, maybe not as eloquently as I could, that you know, being a neutral takes away that forced nature of something. Of I want it to get better. I want that fix. I, I need it to be different. And it allows just for that moment even 
an acceptance and an awareness of who we are and how we are right then in that moment and to see it as whole and perfect, even with all the dysfunction in the diseases we perceive it, in the strife and the stress. But if we can see all of that as part of the whole and part of the perfection, that's an invitation for transformation to happen or not and removing the expectation. And so while I still will stand by engagement, you know, being an engaged citizen and parent and physician and patient and connected, connected in community and in care and in relationship. And yet knowing the importance and the capacity and the power of neutral, also seeing room for that disengaged position where the engine's disconnected from the driven parts to allow things to begin to make space for the car to start and it's so hopeful to me and fascinating and big and broad that I'm so excited to walk into this week knowing that the feeling I seek is neutral and seeing what thoughts I have available to me to nurture that feeling and then to know that so many different actions can come out of that feeling and lead me to the results that I desire. And if I'm willing to take that step back, you know, to elevate to an even higher ground, to know that the ultimate results are probably even beyond my capacity for knowing them right now. You know, that if I can really be with it and honor the truest neutral, I have the greatest capacity for health. So I think about how I'm approaching many steps in my own life this week. As much as happening, you know, there's a lot of reopening potential in Oregon and navigating the reopening of clinics, my own, those of others, seeing, you know, the phases and stages with my children. And originally, I had a different concept for this podcast because, in many ways, today was a challenging day. You know, there were certainly a lot of feelings, and they were manifesting physically with my children and certainly emotionally. And I looked at talking about that, but the neutral came in as such a more profound, meaningful, helpful, possible concept and topic that it took center stage. It took precedence. And it allows me to hold space and perspective for all that happened today and why. And simply the why of fatigue, you know, of this social distancing time and of the humanity of it. 
and of my children expressing it perhaps much more naturally and honestly than maybe I or my husband would because you put it through some of the filters of appropriate or adult behavior. And yet we've had our moments as well. And seeing ourselves in our wholeness and our humanity and our perfection and our worthiness, including some of those outbursts and irrational thoughts and behaviors. And rather than suppressing them, shaming them, chastising them, just acknowledging them to start to see them, to hear them, and to offer dialogue, to offer words, to offer space for them to happen safely, certainly. And then to see that coming to neutral and finding that space of rest can allow for a shift greater, more significant, more meaningful than anything we could force. And I saw that plain as day, you know, as I could sense my daughter was probably tired, but we went back and forth, you know, in this challenging situation, me giving suggestions, her declining them, her giving her own, me acquiescing and still it not working out. And then ultimately it was a nap, a rest, a stop in neutral from which she could return as perhaps a better version of herself or just a less tired version of herself, you know, no judgment issued there. And could see that sometimes it takes a pause and it coming back and being with to truly move into a healing space. And so I take with me into this week neutral as a feeling, as a place, as the space, as the interchange, as the boundary, you know, as this truly amazing wholeness. And leave with you that idea of seeing neutral, finding neutral, being neutral, observing neutral, and considering the impartiality of it and the true power that can be there and how it can be meaningful, important, necessary to have those moments of disengagement and disconnection to allow for the most full, beautiful picture of health to be seen. So I thank you again for the opportunity to come to this understanding, this exploration, and I would love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, your experience, and look forward to sharing with you further discussions about the health of all things. This is Dr. Millie Beakey with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.